Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to another segment. I'm Penny Wolfgang in for Buddy Shula. And we're going to be helping you today to understand why you need a will and how to need how you can get a will. And in the studio talking to us is our very own PB Elder Law, who has been giving us good legal advice here on the Big Wick for a long, long time and who knows everything. Uh, the attorneys about elder law. Hi there. And today we're talking to Maddie Aldrich. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Judge Wolfgang. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, we're so glad to every, every week almost that we get such good advice from uh, PB Elder Law. And today we're going to talk about wills. Why should everyone, why does everyone need a will? Everyone needs a will because that is the only way that you can really control where all of your things and assets go after your death. And also something that a lot of people don't consider when they think about doing a will is, say, if you're a parent with minor children, you can designate a guardian to take care of your children. So it's more than just uh, controlling where your things go, but it also has just a way to keep control over your life, your children, your assets after your death. Do only rich people need wills? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Uh, Everybody needs a will. I mean, everybody has stuff. Whether you have more stuff or less stuff, you still want to control who it goes to. Okay. Now, what happens, let's say people are not taking your good advice from from PB Elder Law and don't have a will, or don't make a will, and then they die without one. What does happen to their estate, their children, uh, as you suggested, anything to do with uh, their, their being deceased? What happens if they don't have a will? So as for your estate, it will actually be distributed under the concept of intestate succession. So your estate could go, say, to your parents, to your spouse and your kids. But in some circumstances where a lot of your family has predeceased you, your estate could go to a cousin that you don't even know. So that's just something that a lot of people really don't want. And as for your kids, when you don't appoint that guardian, all of a sudden your family members have to work with the courts to try to get appointed to take care of your children, whereas you could have uh, prepared that in advance to pick somebody who you trust to take care of your kids. So if you don't have a will, they say the state makes one for you. That's how they phrase it, right? They they in decide. Theory, yes. Yeah. Um, if you uh, don't have a will, do people, does the law say like a, a sister has to get amount, a certain amount, a spouse has to get a certain amount, a um, children, you know, is that how it works? So typically what happens, say, if you have a spouse and children, the only time that somebody gets a specific amount is in that case where you have a spouse and children. So your spouse will get 50000 and then the remainder of your estate is split in half between your spouse and your kids. 
But when you get into, you know, sisters and brothers, then it's split amongst your siblings or your parents or aunts, uncles, cousins. It really just depends on who basically survives you. And you might not like those people. You right. That's well. <laughs> right. You're, you might go to your cousin that you hate. <laughs> uh, that you never even met, right? I mean, right. Uh, or you might not even like one of your kids. And you might not want, you can say, you know, to uh, my son has been wonderful to me in my will, but I hate my daughter, so don't give her anything if you make a will. But otherwise, you can't, right? Right. And it can be cases like that where you don't like your children or your children aren't or financially they, responsible. Right. You might not want to give it to them. Yeah. Or or they've been, you know, they haven't paid any attention to me, so I'm not going to pay any attention to them. Um, right. What about making your own? Now, we're talking to you and you're explaining, you know, the different uh, about a will and how if what happens if you don't have it. What about making your own? Why do you need a lawyer? Why can't people just um, write? down i i want my daughter to have my ring and i want my uh my spouse to have the house or you know that kind of thing and sign it right would that, would that work um it might but it's better to have an attorney do it there's so many specifications to doing a will there are certain sections that you want to have in there and our wills will have a paragraph that revokes any prior wills that's really important to have in there or the execution process. When you're signing your will, you need to have two witnesses. Not everybody knows that if they're just writing out, you know, the aspects of a will, or sometimes we ask preliminary questions to make sure they are able to consent to signing the will. Not everybody knows that, which is why it's really important to have an attorney do that for you so that you're doing the process correctly and your will is going to go through probate. Uh, when you said that, that's like a magic word to probate. Certainly that's complicated and you wouldn't want people really shouldn't be trying to do that themselves, should they? Without an attorney. Right. It's, it's a very complicated process, especially after you've just lost a loved one. Oftentimes people are so distraught and overwhelmed by all of the things that their family member left behind and just dealing with the grief. It's much easier to have someone else take care of it for you, especially someone who knows the process. Now let's talk about if you're in, in somewhere else. You know, so many people who are listening, for example, they uh, go, are, what do you call that, snowbirds. They're not, they're not here. They go to Florida in the winter or um, North Carolina or someplace warm. Or they moved from, you know, living in Erie County to some, some retirement home in another state. Where do you, what do you, happens? Where do you make the will and how does, what state gets in, has in, in charge of it? Uh, to the best of my understanding, I believe that it is the state that you are a residence in, which is typically over half a year. But I actually had a professor in law school who would draft wills for people who lived in other states. And certain states actually have different requirements for executing a will, such as uh, three witnesses instead of two. So it's important when you're doing that will, say, if you did a will in New York State, you moved to Florida, you want to make sure you're still matching those requirements. So in that case, it might be better to speak with an attorney in that state who would be able to follow those uh, restrictions. Can you make a lot of wills? What happens if you if you change your mind, you make a will and then you decide, oh, I, I want to leave 
my money to, or somebody passed away that you were going to leave money to or something like that. Can you make more than one will? Yes. If you have made a will in the past and circumstances change or you want to give things to somebody else, you can make a new will, but you only want to make one new will and then you destroy the prior will so that that new will holds precedent. And about, we were talking about the witnesses before in New York State here. How many witnesses and who should be or can be witnesses to a will? So, um, like I said, in New York State, it's two. I think actually in Florida, it's three. But the people who witness your will cannot be beneficiaries and cannot be interested parties. So if you do it at a law firm, it's much easier. Your attorney can witness it with, say, a paralegal. But if you're doing your will yourself and you have, say, your child witness it, that child can't be a witness because they're a beneficiary. Well, I think we're deci- we're pretty well decided here after talking to you that it's not a good idea to do it yourself, right? I mean, right. it's a, it's not a good idea because you may not be legally correct and you may do that's why you need a lawyer. That's why you have to see a uh, PB elder law. Now when you when people do come in to you just pointed out, you have people that can witness the will and then what do they do? Sign it right then and there and leave a copy. What do they do with the, the piece of paper and what what happens to the will itself? So typically after the client has signed the will, the witnesses have signed the will, uh, our firm or typically the law firm will keep the original will and the client will go home either with a photocopy, stamped copy, or our office will give a conformed copy. And it really depends on the attorney. Our office will file it with surrogates court so it's safe and sound until you need to pull your will out again or until after you pass. Uh, I worked at a prior firm where they had a fireproof filing cabinet where they stored the wills. But most importantly, we really don't want to send original wills home with the client because if for any reason it got destroyed in a flood or a fire, I mean, it's the original will that needs to be probated in the end. So you do not want anything to happen to that. And then what would you do? You would give, you would keep the original with the law firm like you and then make copy or copies and give the, give the person testator, the person who's making the will, I guess, copy and tell them, you know, keep it safe somewhere or tell people, tell your family or somebody where it is, that kind of thing. Yes, exactly. We send the client home with a copy, you know, tell your family members that we prepared it. So when something happens to you, they know who to get into contact with. And where you've kept a copy at home somewhere, tell somebody about that too. Right. I assume. Yeah. And like I said, or I asked, what happens if somebody that you've named in the will predeceases you? If somebody named in the will predeceases you, they're basically treated as not existing in that will. So it will just go to say, if you name your children, to receive your estate and one of your children dies, it's as if they pre well, they did predecease you, but they just are not included in that will. And if you say to my daughter, I am aware that I have a daughter, Jane, with a Y, but she has been a terrible daughter and I do not want her to receive any of my money, that will happen, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Jane will have the uh, ability to contest the will, 
when it goes to probate. But yeah, if you don't want somebody included in your will, you can absolutely put that. In there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I came. I hope there's no Jane. Nobody Jane with a Y listening. I just made that up. Okay. How do we contact uh, P B Elderlaw? And, uh, you know, what's the best way to contact you and on email or on, on computer or Internet or phone or what are, what's all the information? Uh, best way to contact our office is probably over the phone. Our office number is 716-204-1055. And our address is 455 Cayuga Road, Suite 600 in Buffalo, New York. We're right by the airport, the Buffalo airport. So... It's easy to find. Conveniently, conveniently located, right? Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much. It was really good talking to uh, Maddie Aldridge, one of the attorneys at PB Elder Law, about the imp- important subject because we really want everyone to know the importance of having a will and the importance of having a lawyer, as you pointed out, so that everything works out okay. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to think about the fact that they're going to need a will if they're young, but I assume that the uh, the sooner you do it, the better, right? Absolutely. Okay, you're never too young to make a will. No, no. Okay. You have, as soon as you own items, you should have a will. And especially if you have children, right? Absolutely. Thank yes. you so much. It was good talking to you, and we will soon be back with another segment Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.